Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? We have a fun, exciting show. Pete Overzet finally decided to join us, and we're going to talk a lot about, <laughs> we're gonna talk a lot about ball this show. So if you like ball... And you like prospects, you like uh, draft, mock drafts, uh, you know, guys that you like, free agents, guys that you love on this very special Valentine's Day, then I'm not sure this is a show for you, but uh, we'll try. So it's a Swolecast here on Rotogrinders.com. You think it's from the Swolecast? Sounds like, yep, that's me. I just want you guys to know I'm total dust. I'm the problem. Hear ye, hear ye. Leave it to the guy with the crypto dreams, Abby, to not understand content. <laughs> I should have known you getting 30 likes was directly written by someone else. <laughs> you know me, I don't do a, a ton of research before the show. I put no research into this, don't know if it's true at all. You're on the right show. To it, bro. Live a little. Live a little. Just live a little, guys. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to this very special Valentine's Day edition of the Swolecast. Tuttle not here with us. Um, he's grinding soccer lineups, projections, everything else. Luckily, though, uh, we do have Davis. Davis coming off that big victory. I want to know. Oh, and hey, Pete, how are you? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. What's up? Davis, I want to know. Tale of two halves on the Super Bowl. Just take us a little bit behind the scenes of your mental state, first half compared to second half. I mean, the first thing is, is that it was definitely a lie. What I said on the show last week, that it was all found money, you know, that like, uh, whatever, if you lose to Brock Purdy, you lose to Brock Purdy. turns out that's not true. Um, The most revealing thing that I sort of came upon watching the game is that when you're rooting for a team as good as the Chiefs, that it's it's not about the game so much in itself. It's about what losing the game would mean in sort of a historical context. The The immediate thought is not, oh, it's such a bummer. It really would have been awesome to see these guys win another Super Bowl. It's, oh, my God, 
17 years from now, I'm going to be arguing with people on Twitter about how Mahomes is actually the GOAT, even though he did lose that Super Bowl to Tom Brady and Brock Purdy. You know, so it's it, it, at the end, it, it, it's honestly the win is more of a relieving feeling than a feeling of like real joy. Uh, honestly, the, the like thinking back on it, the the happiest I ever was rooting for the Chiefs was the 13 second bills game that that was as good as it ever yeah. got which is kind of, which is just kind of weird were you though like just really annoyed in the first half that they couldn't do anything and it just it you know, kind of felt like old like kansas city regular season you know i don't know if annoyed is the right word but it it, it honestly I, I thought they were just getting so lucky Really, they, they should have been down by way more than seven points. Like, Shanahan mismanaged yeah. the clock at the end. They should have went and tried to get another field goal. McCaffrey fumbles on that opening drive. I mean, what a different game if McCaffrey yeah, doesn't but fumble Kansas, there. Uh, I mean, Kansas City also fumbled. But, yeah, those two those two fumbles, the, the muffed and the fumble, um, that was uh, – those was crucial. Uh, Pete, how was your Super Bowl viewing experience? Uh, it was good. I was with Underdog in Arizona. Uh, I had a red eye back that I timed perfectly if the game was four quarters. I oh, didn't no. plan it perfectly. I didn't even get to oh, see the no. overtime. <laughs> <laughs> I was in an Uber. Oh, yeah. I also didn't get to see – well, I got to see it via uh, YouTube TV, but I was at Dan Bach's place, and I, I, I told my family, like, let's just leave like in the third quarter because I do not want to miss crunch time. And then everybody's just having did, a good time. Why did you have to leave? Because I've got kids and they had school the next day and we had been gone. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. We'd been gone for five days to Florida. You know, we had just gotten there. So it's just like, there was a lot that had to be done. And sure enough, um, we did have to, um, we did have to leave like with three minutes left in the game. And so I'm driving home, like watching the game as I drive don't recommend that to anybody um and luckily overtime made it to where i could get home finally to see those final two possessions so you would have so, missed the end of regulation of regulation not, okay yeah so yeah. overtime actually saved me you called uh, buffalo wild wings and you're like i gotta head home put the kids to bed if you could send it to overtime yeah. for me that would be great yeah super bowl at the day after super bowl used to be a company holiday for rotor grinders not a company holiday. So neither of you guys saw Brock Purdy airball the third down. I, neither, or you did see I, that. Is that the one in the end zone where he just threw it no, up? And it was a little no, bit... the, third, the third and four where they would have just won the game had Purdy converted oh. and Spagnolo put him in a pretzel. No, did not see that one. That That's probably, I mean, that's that's that was the biggest impact play of the season pretty much. And we're we're back to we're back to dancing on Purdy's grave here on the program. Obviously, I don't. Uh, yeah, like in the first, people were talking about how he wasn't a a good quarterback. I think he did just fine. He's fine. He's fine. He'll, he'll be fine. I feel like Shanahan's the biggest loser. Yeah, the whole football. overtime thing. Except like, except it it was fine. What he did in overtime was fine. No, but not that. It is a the. <laughs> The combined factor the day after it coming out that the players had no clue that the overtime oh, rules yeah. were different. I'm imagine you're talking Davis like you imagine yourself like in the historical context. I imagine myself as like the coach. And if you're Shanahan and you're hearing that your players did not know the overtime rule changes and that's like the narrative. You're you're, like Steve, you're Steve Wilkes. You're Steve Wilkes, and you hear your defense. All your defensive players be like, "We didn't know. We didn't know shit." Uh, <laughs> like, and oh, it's, it's not just yeah. that too. It's his. So he comes out and says the. And I agree. Like we, the people have shown the math. It's like pretty close whether you do it. But his explanation for it was he wanted was the bad. ball third. That doesn't check out to me if you kick a field goal on your drive because you are saying we are playing to match. So if you're playing the match, you have to score a touchdown. They're going to match that touchdown. Then you get to go third and ice the game however you want. But the second you kick a field goal, you're no longer playing to get the ball third. You're just holding on for dear life that they don't score a touchdown. Yeah. Do you guys it, do you guys agree with the hot take that the way that Shanahan 
played that game indicates that he doesn't really trust Brock Purdy, that at the end of the day, he trusts him to execute the system, but doesn't trust him to do the whole thing on his own. No, I, the thing with Shanahan, we've seen it. Like they've blown like three 10 point leads in the Super Bowl. Like that's, that's brutal. Yeah. Um, but what do you guys think Kyle Shanahan did just gets, on Monday? He gets, that's what I'm saying. He just gets really <laughs> tight. It seems like in like those tight moments. And um, that's that's no bueno for him. Well, he, he we saw he didn't trust um, Purdy in that game against the Lions, right? They came out in the second yeah. half, and he was terrified. It was like quick screens to Debo or hand it off to CMC, and maybe I'll let you scramble a few downs. That was it. Like, he was not yeah. letting him throw anymore. Uh, the Hardman touchdown. <laughs> how so how do you guys feel about that? Back from the wilderness. They, they exiled the prodigal son he had to wander he had to go deal with uh with uh what's with nathaniel hackett's bullshit they trade him back for a conditional what was it like a conditional seventh round pick and then the dude makes the biggest ah oh, it's so beautiful man it is so beautiful that mccall hardman who like every chiefs fan hates and every non-chiefs fan hates him too that he's the one that scores the touchdown like amazing it's it's yeah. so funny too because you it's like Andy Reid has these plays in his playbook and he's like I have to run these and it yeah. has to be uh, executed by just one of the most volatile players in the league and it's like it's gonna either be Kadarius Tony, Michael Hardman, Sky Moore, someone completely undependable, but we will run this play with one of these assholes no matter what. I will say hammering Kelsey live overs ended up being uh, good. That was the you, only. Did you get good some? Thing. Did you get some flash traps in, Dave? No, no flash drafts. I was just hanging out with Dan and uh, all the Rotor Grinders guys. We have like. Were you kids. on your phone like grinding these overs, or was it like everyone's at the party? Like, dude, yeah. let's all go back. Guys, to guys, overs. we got to hit the Kelsey live over 55 <laughs> what, and a half like, receiving yards in the second half. Cal, Cal was there. So, um, you know, like everybody's talking about this and it's like a group discussion. It's a group thing. Holly said, like, it was the first time she's ever been to a Super Bowl party where like everyone actually watched the Super Bowl. Like it wasn't uh, where people are just talking, you know, in the back room or whatever. Like everyone was like kind of glued in on the Super Bowl. I'm not sure Tay Tay had anything to do with that, but uh, oh, so the, we're like the Taylor Swift impact is like unbelievably. Uh, that's why my real, girls dude. like. Yeah, that's why they were going for it, and so like I got home to see it, and it's all the girls just jumping up and screaming, and me as the guy who wanted really won the 49ers to win. I just you know. Like so, my my wife and her sisters had never yeah. made any attempt to be like, I know who that is or like what's going on. And they were they were like locked in. Like locked yeah. in. Did right you guys now, see it's... the uh you guys see the Bales tweet? No. During the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, it's 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 about, it? it's about data versus information. I thought that he... the long halftime would benefit oh. the Chiefs because Reed could go in to the locker room. I haven't seen Bales get like destroyed on a tweet like that. Like sometimes people just roll their eyes at a Bales tweet, but that one, like he he got so much hate for that oh, one. It felt so like funny. That one. Of like Usher was out there so long that the Chiefs were going to win was essentially the. <laughs> All right, uh, we got some other stuff to talk about, but before that, we have to kind of set the table, and uh, we're going to do that right now with Mister Overzet's overview. Got that dog in a butt. Got that dog in a butt. Overzet overview. Come on. All right. It might be the off season, but I'm still here writing monologue jokes for this show. Um, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl for the third time in five years, which makes it tied for the fourth greatest day in Davis Maddox's life. <laughs> Wait for it. Yes. Wait for it. The crowd prepares to go wild. This is what Davis and Dave think is comedy. Since he sold the Tyler Hero Rohan moment for a down payment on a house. <laughs> Laugh track, Sosa. Nailed it. <laughs> that is You're killing so in the suburbs right now. Yeah. People are loving it. Um, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift didn't publicly endorse Joe Biden after the game. But with how much simping we saw from Kelsey at the Encore after party, he might as well have. 
Uh, you know, Jason, you know, just Travis is at the party, just giving Taylor all these little kisses and stuff, just being a total simp, um, totally a Biden move there. Uh, you know, Jason is voting for Trump though. Uh, (laughs) that I feel pretty confident in, um, not to get political, uh, again, but Patrick Mahomes went on the Pat McAfee show after the Super Bowl and said, he doesn't (laughs) think we landed on the moon. (laughs) If I'm Mahomes' publicist, I'm saying that he got a contact high from Aaron Rodgers on the same program. (laughs) There's still some of that pixie dust floating in the air. He's in the ayahuasca chamber. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is now a very sad boy. Uh, If he were a best ball bro, he'd definitely be a randomized pod truther on Twitter. (laughs) He's like, I didn't get in the fair pot. No, they they, they rigged it. Uh, Rumor, uh, no, not rumor, uh, David Kitchen. Uh, yeah. Our very own David Kitchen was in Florida for Dink's wedding over the Super Bowl weekend. Rumor is he jumped in for the father-daughter dance, claiming <laughs> Dink's bride Lily was actually part of his tree. <laughs> is that true, Dave? You you bogarted the father-daughter dance? No, it's not true. <laughs> that was um, good. Mr. Tuttle isn't here today. Uh and that's partly because he's become a new person. I don't know if you guys have been following him on X. Uh, first, he retweeted a big T post that involved the words workbench. <laughs> and then he admitted to watching Barstool's uh, free throw challenge. I mean, like, maybe he really is a regular on the Pat McAfee show. I, I mean, who is this Tuttle? <laughs> what happened to him? He's turned into a Barstool bro who says things like workbench. Um Many are wondering how we're going to fill an hour of content today with no games to discuss. Joke's on you. We've been preparing for this moment all season. <laughs> Back to you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. Uh, good stuff there. I want to, I thought you might incorporate this, so I didn't want to like steal your thunder, but we also, can we just talk a little bit about how uh, ridiculous and absurd it is now that when people win these prizes, they shout us out. Um, really shout, shout me you out. out, Dave. It's a great yeah. yeah. So uh, on Sunday night and Monday, opening up X and see all these people thanking me for living a little as they win five and six figure prizes uh, was well, no one won six figures because the gauntlet was a chop, but it is yeah. a really, really good bit that just just anyone who is vaguely aware of this show to ship something and then instead of thanking Karain or the ETR <laughs> rankings or whatever, they're just like, yeah, dude, talk your name, live a little. Honestly, it's a great way to influence people because maybe it will mean that moving forward, fewer people will actually just, you know, auto draft off of ETR rankings or whatever. And they're like, no, dude, this contest where the optimal team was duped Definitely the right way to win the optimal contest where the where the best lineup was duped. You gotta you gotta live a little. No, you gotta no, what, live what, a little. No, what they're doing is they are playing optimally, but they're just shouting out Dave for fake living a little. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm saying it's You're a, saying it's, it's gonna bit. influence others. I hope so. Dave, yeah. it would honestly be a yeah. great bit if you started uh, a website and it you just post it was just like all testimonials of people you have helped it's like kitchenstree.com and you just like embedding all of the tweets in the screenshots except you're not actually selling anything you know right. you are just the the person that everyone credits <laughs> it's um it is the the gift that keeps on giving so that stuff it just it, it is so absurd but i love it so much uh and i'm glad that the whole philosophy is cuz really living a little it's it's whatever you want it to be. It can be, um, you know, taking a risk. It can be just enjoying life, just having joy. You know, so it's whatever it is to that person. It's not it's not one little construct. It's you know, it's multiple constructs out there. So, shout out to everyone who um, who ships stuff. And yes, I was in Florida over the weekend, Davis. I'll just say you missed a really really good time. Leone was there. Wiggins. Um, Jennings, and by Jennings, I mean Ashley Jennings uh, and her husband. Wait, how is it that all these people were there, but the only content I saw involved you and Leone? <laughs> uh, well, most people kind of like, have decor. When you go to the wedding of a public figure, it's a little bit, it's a little bit gauche to be like, "Oh my god, I'm going to take all these pictures." You know, I told, I told Dave, a- Leone, yeah. and Dink at my wedding, no pictures. No one's taking any pictures. No one's posting anything. 
And uh, Drew is the one his... though that posted a picture of which is allowed. It was me. Drew's wedding. Drew is allowed to communicate what he wants to communicate. I posted a picture of my wedding of all of us together, but that's why that's what the content is. You can't, you know. Drew, just, Drew just is. It was like an amazing time. Um, Drew is just the most intentional person I know, and so. Like if you left that wedding not feeling any sort of love, like you just like check your pulse because yeah, the wedding the intense. wedding I had to go to was not was not very GTO. Here's um, <laughs> yeah, you should have so been thanks there. For, thanks here's, for rubbing it in. Here's what you missed out on. Um, they wrote everyone a handwritten note and like posted on the board. Like every one of their guests a handwritten note and posted on the board. And so you go in there and like people are like getting their names and opening up this like long, thoughtful card for every single guest. That's how thoughtful they are. Like, I don't know. I just love Drew and uh, wish him the best. It was a really good time. It's fun hanging out with all the the OG bros. Um, did Levitan dance or did he sit on the sideline? Levitan, <laughs> Levitan did dance. Yes. Wow. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Levitan. um and that was the first time that like the wives got to meet. Well, at, at my wife got to meet like everybody and their wives as well. So um, it was uh, it was a fun time. It was a good time. Nothing like getting a bunch of virgins together and then their wives are all there to be like these fucking losers that we have to live with all the time. Just like unbelievable. It it was funny that uh, you know some of the, like they did their own vows and honestly like I've never heard something like that like. I thought I was like the only way to get emotional. And I found out Levitan behind me was getting emotional as well. Like while they were talking, but it's just like, it was a great story. And he were talking about her talking to her friends being like, I met this guy drew and they, they called him fantasy football guy. She like, she referenced him as fantasy football guy. And it's like, I, you know, I think fantasy football guy might be the one he has a podcast, like, you know, stuff like that, that I was just love it as like, a fantasy football guy, you know, just the outside. That's all world. it is. That's all it takes to uh, to yeah. land the woman of your dreams these days. Having a fantasy football podcast, fantasy football podcast, FF FF Comedy Hour underscore uh -oh. podcast. Anchor .com services are uh, are down right now. <laughs> Lots of virgins furiously signing up. Yeah, so it was a good time. It was a fun time, um, and just what I needed. Now I'm back back on the grind here. Davis, you did want to do a special show. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to, you to do a big board on stream. Obviously, we wouldn't turn this into the show for like the next four months or whatever. But uh, the concept of you waiting in, having not thought about fantasy football for it, months and months and just logging in and just trying to think like, wait, Austin Eckler is a sixth round pick. Like it just it would have been I'd be the same as Dave. I haven't done a draft yet. You haven't, been, done, you haven't been doing big boards, brother? Oh, man. Davis, my thing was, you like, are... you had this great idea, and then, like, you kept us hanging, and then you said, we get Dave to do a first-look draft. Like, <laughs> we didn't do that last year. We don't – and, like, that's that's the only entertaining thing we have in the offseason, so don't – you know, let's not. What are you talking about, dude? Crypto's pumping. Pretty sure we're going to be doing 15 minute bits on the show where I you did like... almost suggest us ripping a metallic, uh, yeah, Ellie. <laughs> it's there. it's still in it's still in it's still in beta, dude. Top shot still in beta. The uh, the metallic MGLEs are um, available. Are, I mean, are you are you out in these shitcoin streets? Are you airdrop farming, Dave? Or are you still? Are no, you just too not doing from? You know I'm the not answer to that question, Davis. Well, I thought I would have known the answer to that question during during uh, the the initial run in 2021, and and Dave is out here like minting NFT boxes and has opinions on like NFT artists. So he, the dude always remains a little surprising. Yeah, it's true, but that's also like during that time. You just got way deep into that stuff. Uh, you were not. How much do I owe you for that NFT box that we split again? <laughs> I, don't I don't think we ever settled off on that. <laughs> you probably don't want to know because it was like the price. Of I want to settle uh, up at current prices. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> he, I mean, that uh, is that is a good that is a good bit because like we have like you and I, you and me and Brick and Pat oh have my two. God. 
two fractionally owned like S S one hollow debuts. I think we have the Zion top shot debut MGLE, whatever, whatever, you know, that was valued at like $37,000 at one point. I bet we'd be lucky to get a thousand bucks for it. Right. Now. I don't even know why we still have that. I I'm making a resolution to get better at not forgetting where I randomly have like dusty amounts to ETH. Like I just the other day, I took my money out of friend tech. I had completely forgotten I still had some in there, and I finally got that ETH off of there. Because otherwise, if I don't do it, it's just lost to the sands of time. Like I, it I'm is messaging, I'm messaging everyone Davis, that is involved. You want to in give that out your key right, right now, now Davis? <laughs> <laughs> well, Frentech was cool, but you remember what happened with Frentech? You, you got was, hacked, Davis. You, you were all. You almost went to a beanie level quote of being like, "I'm going to integrate Frentech into everything I do for the rest of my life." That was you for about two weeks. I mean, who knows? Maybe I would have, and then it became a thing where it was too easy to get drained. You just, you could just, just by having the app on your phone, it became like uh, there were, there were basically, it wasn't even hard. All you had to do was call someone's uh, phone provider and be like, "I lost my phone, dude. Can you send me a text message?" Like people were saying, it was like the most insanely easy thing to do. So, all right, let's uh, let's talk some ball real quick. I've got uh, rankings pulled up from. Uh, fantasy life pete have you looked at any sort of rankings for next year yeah and both Dwayne and uh and friedman put theirs out i've mainly looked at yeah. like the first couple rounds and been like kyron williams is too high yada yada yeah what like <clears throat> i'm just gonna go down some some names okay christian mccaffrey this is the first time i'm looking at this as well christian mccaffrey the 1.1 justin jefferson Tyreek Hill, CeeDee Lamb. Some might have said a couple N years notoriously, ago he was not. Notoriously fake alpha CeeDee Lamb. Not an alpha <laughs> receiver. I'm not going to say who said that. This one surprised me a little bit. Brees Hall. The juice that he's getting right now as the 1.5. By the time you are ready to draft, Dave, Brees is going to be the Seems second like, or third pick off the board. He should be. I, I can't do it. Why? What, 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 for what reason? Yeah, like what, the, what, he had the fourth most scrimmage yards of any player last season in just an awful environment. And he didn't even play the first five weeks. The dude is an absolute crusher. How were we to know that the environment is not going to be awful again? <laughs> <laughs> so you, are you saying Aaron Rodgers isn't coming back? I don't know. Are you saying that Aaron Rodgers is coming back? Because that has been an on and off again thing where the guy just wants to get some attention. Yeah. That's <laughs> not. All right. Bijan Robinson after Brees Hall. So we got Brees Hall and Bijan Robinson. And then Jamar Chase, Amon Ra, Jameer Gibbs, AJ Brown, and then Kyron Williams. And Puka coming in at 13 and 14. Puka way too low there. Uh and Kyron, I mean, look, we all we all know we all know the deal with Kyron Williams. We've all we've all been here before, you know. Alfred Morris, yeah. Philip Lindsay, ever Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake, Tony Pollard. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like could Kyron Williams be Arian Foster? Absolutely. I am reasonably confident that this price is too high, but maybe I don't know. I don't know. I as of right now, I'm not taking him in the big board. I am not taking Karen Williams in the big board at current market prices. What about Puka? Yeah, I am taking Puka. Because the thing is about drafting this early is uh Dave, let's just do a little bit of big board strategy sessions here. Yeah. Right now, what you got to be doing in the big board is you just want to be drafting zero RB teams. You want to have like one running back. Can you tell people back. what the big board is that don't the that big, do not The know. big board is the uh, 150 max. Uh, I don't know how many people are in it. 200K to first uh, pre-NFL draft tournament on underdog. So I'm drafting for a season that doesn't start for what nine months or whatever. Um, it's pretty fun, honestly. Okay. Um, yeah, I love traps. They've loved, they've loved very convincing. Um, all right, I just want to get your, your guys' thoughts on, on some of the those rankings. 
I, to me, like, Bijan, don't you think it's a pretty CMC definitely one on one, but it's a like, I'm not going to quibble with anyone how they rank like players two through six. You know, I've seen like, uh, yeah, I think I'd say two Dwayne, Dwayne has uh, CD Lamb second overall in his ranks. I have no problem with that. Seems um, fine. Yeah. Jefferson, Tyreek, Brees, CD, order those guys however you want. Live your life. Can I do an early prediction for who ship chasing will end up making clips of and turn into the next guy more? Is it the guy that just got comped by the 33rd team to uh, uh, Taekwon Thornton earlier today that I retweeted? Uh, I don't know who who is who would Troy Franklin. Oh no 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 no! He's gonna be he's gonna be drafted too high. It will be Malachi Corley, the guy from Western Kentucky. He's gonna end up being like a third round pick probably could go even higher because the thirst for wide receivers are going to be so real he's going to be drafted by a team we all like you know he'll be a bill or a bangle or a chief or an eagle or something or a raven you know he'll go to a team that we all like and he will he's he's good in all the data stuff he's gonna have a good combine he was super productive at western kentucky and he's gonna show up and you know be sky more love that for us yeah. yeah. Chiefs have to get somebody, Davis, right? Well, that's sort of interesting because <clears throat> they um they are about to restructure Pat's contract to, to free up some more cap space. Now they've got some defensive contracts that need to be handled. I believe I believe Legereus Sneed is eligible for a, a contract extension. And uh he will be he will be wanting one. But Mike Evans, you know, Mike He's DeAndre gonna be Hopkins? the guy because I think Hopkins has a year left. Um, Higgins. Well, yes, but players can be traded. Yeah, I don't think, think they'll be trading Hopkins unless it's for significant value for a fourth round pick. Be. Yeah, I don't think they'll trade Hopkins for that. What? 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 But DeAndre Hopkins might not want to play for the Titans. He might be like, I'd actually like to win before this is over. He loves Will Levis. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most, when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. You know, he might, but you know who he might like to play with more? Patrick Mahomes. He might he like to be. play with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he, he could have done that last year then. That's what I'm saying. He He's already shown that he doesn't the, the care Chiefs about could the not, The Chiefs could not spend $11 million on a wide receiver last year. They could spend $11 million on a wide receiver this year. They got to use that. This is, isn't their draft pick at 32 going to just put them in a pretty nice sweet spot for a Troy Franklin type. Uh, I think wide he's receiver. already going to be gone. I think that they are Keon Coleman maybe, but I, I want them to take uh, Adnay. Gabe Davis. Adon and no, no. If Gabe <laughs> Davis ends up being if Gabe Davis ends up being a chief, that I'm would be honestly that. perfect. <laughs> MBS needs a friend. Well, I think they can get I uh you know uh, all fair in love and war. I think they have an out at MBS's contract this offseason that uh will will save them. So, yeah. No, no, he okay, never mind. They are um they're paying MBS 13 million dollars this year. Mike Evans. <laughs> Mike Evans is the guy that I think because Higgins they think is going to be franchised. Yeah. Then you got Evans, and Evans still has it. Like he's he still has. I don't know at how least good a year of a, left. 
of a stylistic fit he is with Pat so much. You know, I mean, like, obviously he would be good, but mm-hmm. feels it feels like, you know, he's just like the best possible version of Justin Watson, you know? So what's the over-under on wide receivers projected to go in round one? Is it at like five and a half or is it four and a half right now? If it was five and a half, I, I don't know. If it was five and a half, I would, I would, I would maybe even take the over because if you just look at the back half, so you've got Marvin Harrison Jr. and neighbors who are locks to go really high, but then look at the teams who are picking in the twenties who are just like absolutely desperate for wide receiver. Well, one Jacksonville, if Calvin Ridley leaves, which he seems like it's probably going to, then we've got uh, the Steelers who need a wide receiver. The Rams probably not. We've got, the Cowboys, who really need a wide receiver because Brandon Cooks is a billion years old. We've got the Buccaneers. We got the Bills. We got the Lions. We got the Ravens, uh, and then the Chiefs. Like, there's probably three wide receiver picks right there. Because it's what? Then it's Adunze, Franklin. Who's the fifth guy everyone likes? Keon, Keon? Coleman. Yeah, yeah, Florida State. Florida State. Yeah. Brian. Brian. Also Thomas, got Brock Brian Thomas. Bowers. Brock Bowers is basically to- a wide receiver. I'm planning. I'm planning the flag. He's going to the Chargers. The Chargers. Everybody has that. That's the chalk pick. No, I think the (laughs) Titans is the chalk pick. Dude, I saw a big board draft. Friedman's mock draft. I've seen it in like three or four. Okay. All right. Never mind. Not a hot take. But that's that's where Brock Bowers is going. And then Harbaugh is going to have that dude blocking his butt off. Harbaugh. (laughs) Harbaugh is like ready to become the new Arthur Smith. By the way, in the NFL, I hope people are ready for it. What uh how how detrimental to the Bauer stock do we think the photo was of him next to Gronk just looking like <laughs> he a total looks tweet. he looks like a World of Warcraft player it's unbelievable yeah. I didn't really he realize did say he that, that one place small. he wanted to go was, was the Tennessee Titans. yeah that was interesting poor Chig <laughs> Titans need Titans need some off some offensive line help um <clears throat> the Bears if they trade Fields. Where should he go? Atlanta. Atlanta is the fun spot. The Raiders, the other spots. Um, you know, Raiders are going to get stuck with Russell Wilson. It's going to be no. Perfect. You know what the Raiders are going to do? The Raiders are going to trade up. The Raiders are going to trade up for JJ McCarthy. That would be the ultimate Raiders move. <laughs> Michael Zimmerman said Steelers. Do you think Devontae you Adams is long for the Raiders, or you think he's gone? Oh, get Devontae Adams to the Kansas City Chiefs, baby. We would love to have you, Devontae. Does he is it does he want to go play with Rodgers? I mean, does he does he really want to go play with like I don't know. I feel like I feel like he might be he might be done um like trying to play with his friends who are the quarterback. Dude, how how nuts would that be if he did go? Would we have I think we'd have three Jets going in round one. Because so we'd have Adams, Wilson, and Brees if that happened. No, one of Adams, one of Adams or Wilson would fall quite a bit. Uh, the Raiders actually can get out of his contract. No, hang on, I'm pushing back on that. Fall? Why would they fall? Because the Jets are going to be a low volume offense because the, the defense is so good. But Adams was a one-two turn pick with worst quarterback play last year. There's no way he's falling. But with like a 33% target share, it's going to be like 28% for each of them now. Bigger pie. I I would I think both of those guys. If you get Rodgers back fully healthy, Adams there, they're both is it, round one. Is it going to be a bigger pie because the the Rodgers offenses were never high volume offenses, even in his MVP seasons, uh, 597 attempts, 569, 526, 531, 542. They, he, Rogers prefers to play as slow as possible. That's how he feels most comfortable. I, I don't think there's enough volume for two guys. I mean, where's multiple pairings of wide receivers go round one and two. It's not that big of a stretch that a guy comes up from mid to late second to one. I'm two. not, I'm not saying it's a stretch. In general, I'm saying it's a stretch with the Nathaniel Hackett, uh, Aaron Rodgers Jets at 40 years where, old. Where is Kenny Pickett going in the big board drafts, Davis? I, question. No one I didn't asked. I didn't rank him, so I don't have him in my like like in my custom uploaded rankings. He's not even there. You got Tana Thrill coming there. You got Justin like anytime I hear anything related to the Steelers offense, I just laugh and entertain because I know that this spring and summer is just going to be fantasy bros just tilting every time Steelers offense is, is mentioned because 
of their offensive coordinator. It's going to be bad. Arthur Smith. It's going to be, it's Arthur going to be Smith. He just led the Titans before his head coaching job to like one of the best offenses that there is. I, I'm not out on Arthur Smith as offense coordinator, but there's, I think there's a huge is. disconnect between the Arthur Smith discourse with the real football bros and ball knowers. And they love caping for Arthur Smith, but all we care about is fantasy points. And we know yeah. that he is a very toxic coordinator slash coach for offensive passing games. And he, maybe if he had a great quarterback, he could skirt by, but he does not have that. It's going to be a disaster. The run He's game will be fine. Coming. Dude, does anyone think Arthur Smith is unlocking George Pickens on the outside? I personally do not. I saw <laughs> I saw what uh, I saw what Arthur Smith did with Drake London, who is better than George Pickens, and I was not particularly impressed. And also, I mean, how old is Ryan Tannehill? Do we even think that Ryan Tannehill on the Steelers is like? Is this even good? Is this is this even what we want? I think he's back up. boots on the ground. Back I think he's up back up the nose. That know Pickett that knows Arthur. Oh, no, dude, Pickett is over. <laughs> He's Jover. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think this. Com- that's I why I was comment- curious to see if he's being drafted. There's a comment in the chat that I can't tell if it's racist or not about Deontay Johnson learning a language, but it made me laugh. I- I don't know. He said, Arthur Smith is a war criminal. Deontay Johnson, get ready to learn Chinese. I I don't get it. I don't get it, but it did make me laugh. Yeah. Well, maybe if you think something is along those lines, like you don't mention it on the air. It's it's like a meme. It's like when you're sending like an NBA player over to the Chinese league because they're so bad. There that's what I thought. That's what I thought it was, but I couldn't. I couldn't. Con- yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's popular. There you go in the chat. It's popular meme from NBA. <laughs> We're getting so old that Davis doesn't know like the uh, the memes anymore. Yeah, it's like it's like Michael B. It's like Michael Beasley. Like I hope I hope your Mandarin's good, Michael Beasley. <laughs> I get it. That's why I knew it was funny. I was I, my yeah. my brain was trying to be. See, I'm now. We I'm need now to audition fake. for like guys in their 20s to join the show because we're just going to age out really fast. Yeah, now that I'm not young anymore, we really don't yeah. have a voice of the young on the show anymore. Yeah, Pete's when fake. you brought Pete's me on, so it was supposed to be an influx of young talent, and yeah. now that, now that thesis is aged out. <laughs> so now now we gotta we gotta we have to go back. We have to um we have to go back and uh and beg Jack Miller to come on the show and just like please teach us about what the what the remember when he was supposed to come on here and yeah. he couldn't and he like he canceled he bailed for a family thing. vacation and the best like, bit is we never asked him back <laughs> not once not once he that that kid dead ass told us like publicly that he had a picnic to go to. Yeah, that should have been the end of his career. That should have been a red flag for Taylor and Levitan. And be like, let's get this guy off the payroll, man. He's got picnics on the mind. All right. Uh, Other stuff you guys want to talk about? Uh, Well, I just want to report on the process of liquidating the Top Shot moms. Uh, Yeah, he's fired off multiple DMs now. What is going on, David? Brian, Brian said, I own a Zion. Turns out he doesn't. It's the other one. And now he's saying... What's the point at these prices, honestly? To which I say, they can only go one direction. What is the one direction you think an NBA top shot can go? Are you waiting for upwards price action on your NBA top shot? And another thing, did you guys know NFL All Day still exists? I saw. I did because I had to recently unsubscribe from the emails. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I was like, this is just too much. Rookie, rookie mistake. I uh, I sold every last Dapper product I have about two years ago, and I blocked their email. So so even if Dapper wanted, if they were like, dude, you want you like you you left something on the site, you you wanted a million dollars, I wouldn't get it because every I really hope that there's an email that bounced to Maddox address from Roham, and he's like, we want you to be our Kevin Hart. (laughs) We're gonna give you a five million dollar endorsement deal to make promoting NFL all day your life's mission, and uh, you never replied. To be honest, what would be your price to just be a full time like everything? So you work for the company, you create content, you're their head. Like, what's that? What's that salary number? You do that for you do that for half a million dollars? No. Um, 
Am I still allowed to play fantasy football and DFS yeah. and everything? Yeah, yeah. It's just everything about you. You're like, you're literally named like Top Shot Matic, like you're all day Matic. <laughs> <laughs> and like, no one's engaging with the platform, but you have to fire out like 10 tweets a day about the marketplace. That, that's a million dollars a year. That's because because I'll never be able to get a job back that I want again. It's not like <laughs> it's not like I could send Dan Bach an email and be like, hey, I'm ready to transition out of the NFL all day space and come back into no, the fold. You could. He's gonna be he's Stop. gonna he's gonna be like, dude, lose this email immediately. <laughs> I'd do it for a million dollars a year though. Million dollars a year benefits and I can work fully remote. I'd never have to go to their office. Never you once do I have to meet You wouldn't do it for half a million. You wouldn't do it for half a million? I mean, it's one thing to talk about in abstract, but I'm just thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah. that sounds like the worst job imaginable. You have All to the... host a, a one-hour clubhouse every day. <laughs> okay, a million? <laughs> no, I know Davis. He would do it for half a million. It's me. It's me, Pack Rip Ewing, and... Uh, and I, think, uh, I, think, I think Pack Rip got laid off. <laughs> he did. Uh, Paul Don't v, laugh. Don't Paul laugh. Paul highlighting Jesus. in the chat. Moment, moment, Matic. I mean, it does just it rolls right off. <laughs> I, I would contribute. I would, I would pass around the, you know, the little tithing box to make sure that that could happen. Oh, oh man. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, yeah, Davis, you said that you had some interesting takes for next season i actually wanted i wanted to get the i wanted to take the pulse of a normie right now and yeah. who better uh to do than to ask I'm soccer here. dave so I'm him. obviously i've only been talking to nerds about what the chicago bears should do with their first overall right. pick but i wanted to take the temperature of your average uh get up on espn viewer so what do you think the chicago bears should do with the number one pick um, I think they should keep fields. Amazing. So Amazing. Why? I've watched, you just a of, I've, I've watched a lot of USC games with Caleb Williams. And I just don't think he is. He's like Kyler, maybe a little better than Kyler. I don't think he moves the needle. And okay. So what if I it's Drake just, May? Do you have a, or your, whatever your young preference is yeah i just think that if you, i think justin fields is fine i think he's fine i think you have you've got work to do elsewhere on that roster and you did good last season with trading down trade down again or go get marvin harrison um you know like at the two or three spot whatever and then just fill all the other holes that's what i think i, I think the caleb williams thing we just kind of like we just don't know i get it you get like another two years of a rookie contract but man that guy he's a wild card i'm gonna love him for fantasy think, but for so like a super that, bowl i'm not sure so you think that justin fields heading into year four we, we still don't know we, we we just cannot possibly know if he's good He's had like four different offensive coordinators, right? Like he's um, got a ton of – he hasn't had a ton of continuity in that offense. He's been running around like crazy. Like get the man some help. All right. Let me flip it to it. Davis. Davis, do you think we have seen the ceiling from Justin Fields? Because I actually think I'm closer to Dave on this one. Uh, I mean, sure. If you If you did get him in a more consistent – you know, better offensive line, three solid pass catchers, whatever. You could get better results from him as a passer than he's had. But the chances of Fields being the guy are like sub 1%. Fields is not a franchise direction-changing player. He just is not accurate he's and not a, consistent He's not a Brock enough. Purdy. I, I, he's not as good as Purdy, no. I, I don't even think they're in the same class, really, because the Purdy strengths are – Fields' exact weaknesses. Purdy does not really take sacks. Purdy does not really turn the ball over. Fields does both of those things at a at a high high clip. You just can't. You, I, I'll say this: unless Fields stops getting sacked ten percent of the time, he is drawing dead to ever be a winning quarterback. And we are now in a year four. He also was sacked a ton per dropback at Ohio State. 
I, I don't see any evidence that he can fix that. Yeah. Um, it's what makes it interesting because like if you watched USC games this past year, I don't know. Caleb Williams made some like incredible throws, but he also did some dumb stuff too. Um, I think his stock went down a little bit. Just the fact that they're even entertaining other quarterbacks at that top. It definitely did because for a while, everyone's like Caleb Williams one-on-one with a bullet. Tank it was Caleb. Yeah. Right. Like everyone's tanking for the next generational quarterback and some of that shine. Uh, I think everyone, I think everyone's stupid. This is a dude who won a Heisman at 19. I, I he just, he, he's really, and are you and going Evan Sylvan motherfucking Mackey award with us on this analysis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and Drake may is Drake may is good too. Um, Caleb does bring up a good point, which is that he did cry once after a game. So yeah. hard to, hard to take that guy wait uh, isn't there the take about him like there's the photos of him wearing interesting clothes and he paints his fingernails and stuff aren't some of the football hardos oh, yeah. out on him because of that yeah stuff? or Oriune Oriune gaming is out on having a quarterback who paints his nails dude you can't that is you such can't... like an inside reference davis like you can't just like say that and expect yeah i was gonna exact. i was gonna look that guy up to see like who is this guy <laughs> i mean i'm all about the inside baseball stuff but that's taking it too far dude. we are we are six levels inside baseball yeah no i the thing is is you just gotta zoom out a little bit like anyone who does an analytical model on Caleb Williams is like, he's, he's the best. What are, what are we doing? So what, what are we doing here? Jim Santa's just published his stuff the other day and it's his best prospect in a decade. Who, who's Jim Santa's? I said, no more of these inside baseball, right? You know, who Jim Santa's is vandal guy. JJ's former coworker. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The new JJ. The new so. JJ. Yeah. Who do you think is going to sponsor JJ's podcast? <laughs> I mean, hopefully Barstool, maybe the Pat McAfee show. <laughs> oh, okay. This let's end. Let's end on this. Let's end on this. Do you guys know about the beef between Pat McAfee and Bill Simmons right now? No. Okay. So their beef, their beef is not about the quality of each other's programming or anything like that. The beef is that Simmons says that McAfee is bad at sports betting. And then McAfee says, you know, I don't know. Maybe I am, but 250,000 people tailed my same game parlay in the Super Bowl, and only like 8,000 people tailed yours, buddy. So who's who's really winning the game here? They're beefing about who, when you log on to FanDuel, the the few people who can log on to FanDuel, uh, who are clicking. Is this you know, a legit the, beef, or would it be yes. like us and Silva, like kind of beef? I think it's real because Simmons is very petty, so I, I don't think he makes. I think beef. it's. I think. Yeah. Dave, that sounds like your kind of beef, yeah. you know, talking uh, about like, <laughs> just check the engagement, bro. <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not wrong. Yeah. Pat McAfee calls out Bill Simmons. Keep running your mouth, buddy. Like just your classic, uh, your classic. So the thing is, is that that's a real situation where I don't know who I want to win because obviously I grew up absolutely loving Bill Simmons. You but love Bill Simmons. I thought. I do, but he's a bad boss, dude. He keeps having these things where, like, the ringer employees are like, "Will you please pay us?" And then he's always like, "I don't, I don't really know if I want to pay." Dude, you do you know what's also funny? I just connected what also would have stoked the flames. Simmons is obviously boys with Jimmy Kimmel, who just yes. got called a pedo yes. by one of McAfee's guests. So that, that so that's the things. that is the sub. So even the deeper subtext of the conversation is that people are believing that it might potentially be. That's actually why Simmons is mad. He doesn't actually care about how many people bet his same game parlay or whatever, but that it's actually about, you know, Simmons is part of the liberal Hollywood elite and Pat McAfee's doing the dirty work of calling out the elite. Well, type and shit. it also makes sense from like for what, 10 years, maybe even more. Simmons was like the center I'd of say the more, online yeah, sports sure. universe. Like 20 and, years. And now yeah. McAfee, McAfee is that. McAfee has more mm -hmm. pull than basically anyone at ESPN other than Stephen A. Smith, probably. <laughs> like he is the straw that who stirs are, that who, drink. Who is the who is the AJ Hawk of the Simmons universe? Everyone, everyone has to everyone, unfortunately, everyone has to talk in the Simmons universe. One of those cousins, right? Is there a cousin that doesn't talk as much? Cousin Sal. Cousin Sal, baby. So Sal, so, share did my love screen. Simmons. That I put. I gotta show this is this is the Caleb Williams photo that got people up in arms. They said this was Aww. why he can't be QB1. Yep. 
Yeah. I mean, look, you uh, you wear you wear a dress. You lose a game a, as a quarterback in the dress? Chicago Bears. I don't know. It's like a skirt. I, I think you'd call that a dress, right? He's a handsome kind of dude. Got the yeah. got the Maybe. the New Balance grays on. He's gonna be so good in the NFL, dude. But you'd rather it is, you'd, it is but, funny. Hey, but Justin how... Fields is Justin Fields is a vegan. Okay, I find veganism so much more objectionable than <sighs> than that. Like unbelievably so. It is funny how people like process fashion from athletes, right? Where it basically falls into two buckets where it's like, oh man, that's so zany and outrageous what Cam Newton's wearing or what DeAndre Hopkins is wearing. And then the Caleb Williams, then it just like veers into homophobia or whatever. Like that, like those are the only two ways that people know how well, to process it's also, fashion that doesn't like, look like blue jeans and a t-shirt. Right. Um, I remember a, like, this is like 10 years ago, Russ was oh yeah wearing, people people wearing, used to get triggered about russ's clothes yeah he, he was wearing like skinny jeans and this long shirt oversized shirt and i'm like this guy thinks he knows fashion you know whatever and then i just thought it was so absurd and then like literally like five or six years later everyone's wearing skinny jeans and like oversized shirts so it's just um that's what's yeah. going to happen. Kitchen, you know what? I meant to tell yeah. you, I finally yeah. found a use case for the shoes I tailed you on that ended up having yeah. bored ape on the tongue. Uh, yeah. April, I get to tell April, look, there's a monkey on my shoe. And then April knows what a monkey <laughs> says. So she goes, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. So that's, I finally have a use case. I love my shoes. Sands the bored you ape on the You do not inside. wear those. You do not wear I wear them those. everywhere. You cannot oh. see the ape. I've started to you wear mine You can't see too. the ape. Yeah, thank you. I find both of that. I find you guys so objectionable right now. I mean, that is bad. Oh, David, do you want us to go through your fucking wardrobe and find all the problematic stuff that you wear? I have nothing problematic, dude. It's all. Oh, I'm it's sure. All... It's I'm sure some of you it's have made a sweatshirt. You had a shirt with your child labor. Yeah, you had a friend tech uh, QR code on one of your shirts. <laughs> no, mostly, mostly what I wear now is that. I, I, I thrift all my stuff. I bought, well, I don't thrift it. I buy it all off eBay. I buy like 30 year old pairs of Levi's and stuff. That's the move now. I could just have kept my Levi's. Re See, Dave, right. Dave, I bet if you, if you dug, if you dug out some Levi's that fit you when you were in high school, I bet you could sell them on eBay for like 150 bucks because they don't make Levi's in America anymore. They make them overseas and the pockets are done all wrong. Not my Levi's. But <laughs> not your Levi's. So if you want the made in America Levi's, you got to buy like 20, 30 year old ones. Better resale value. Kitchen's old Levi's are our Zion moment that we're trying to sell right now. This is, it, this is a good, this is a good bit. Whenever Karain logs on and he shows us the screenshot, it's going to be like the Zion debut is like $317. <laughs> I still have shirts uh, from the fantasy sports at org days that, uh, that never sold and now i feel like those are vintage now like and they're well, all american apparel remember american they're apparel, over like they're over a decade name. old so honestly decade old american apparel you might be able to sell those to like emo kids from high school even like even with the logo yeah that could be good all right uh final thoughts davis very happy for my kansas city chiefs um i hope legere sneed gets paid uh i hope everyone i i'm happy that steve spagnolo got paid and uh i'm i'm very much looking forward to malachi corley and deandre hopkins and mike evans and jatavian sanders all being members of the kansas city chiefs next year i do have to rebrand my site great fit patriots to great chief patriot or greatchiefs.com because that's uh Davis has entered that mode where he can envision every single player with a pulse being well, awesome why, on the why, Chiefs. Why wouldn't they want to be on the Chiefs, buddy? It's Gotta a dynasty. Three Super Bowls in five years? All right. Uh, Pete, final thoughts? Uh, yeah, if you're in big board drafts, take Caleb Williams uh, at least yeah. a round ahead of ADP to fight the anti-woke culture. Yeah. That's how you stick it to him. All right, and I will shout out just producer Sosa for um, just continuing to do the show. I will say I was expecting a, maybe a Valentine's Day theme for the thumbnail, but that's okay. Um, 
We don't you we know. don't do that here. We don't yeah, we coddle do. these soft yeah, men do. in America. Yeah, we do. I it, are like, you gonna per- cancel me for getting my wife flowers on Valentine's Day, Davis? I got my wife <laughs> three sets of flowers and I made her a cake. <laughs> Seriously? Three yeah. sets of flowers? Wow, I barked up the wrong tree. But you just she's need extreme. one. No, she's a great lady, man. She deserves Dude, to be appreciated. No. See, Kitchen, Set the bar way too high. He's got a lot to learn. To How are you doing it next year, buddy? <laughs> but you just buy more. Two cakes? Six <laughs> sets of flowers? You're going to need to be working for Top Shot at this rate. <laughs> Look, Roham, if you want to give me a million dollars a year to be momentmatic, slide in the DMs. I can't respond to your email, so you have to DM me. All right. Um, I, I will just say, just sign off by saying what I said to Drew and, and Lily in their guest book. And that is perfect for this Valentine's Day. I put live a little and love a lot. <laughs> so with that being said, we'll see you in two weeks here on the Swole Cast at RunnerGrounders.com. Peace.